365A. And on this episode, we're joined by fellow Microsoft MVP and Chief Product Officer from CallRoot, Mark Vale, uh, to talk about Teams voice solutions, including their direct routing as a service offering. So uh, with that, Mark, welcome. Thanks for coming Thank on. And uh, I'll just turn it over to you to give a little introduction about yourself and, and CallRoot. Yeah, no worries. Uh, thank you for having me. I was told your section is going to take 15 minutes, so that was quick for you. I understand it. <laughs> I'm going to share my screen. Just give you a bit a brief of an intro. So no boring slides, really, but this is uh, what CallRoot is. So we started off as a SPC, as a service in the cloud, and we've expanded on that um, to bring a lot of value to the product, as well as the voice route inside of things. So what we what we did originally, we were a PSDN carrier ourselves with our own cloud SBC, as many carriers kind of started off, but then we broke it out into allowing customers to bring their own carrier to us um, and then allow them to use our phone number management solution, um, call routing engine, and also our connectivity options for Microsoft Teams, but also to uh, other ECAS platforms, other CCAS platforms, um, and on-prem. PBXs, if you still have them these days, like the Cisco's and the Vias, uh, ATAs, to basically create like a middle call layer between all your disparate um, phone systems in the cloud so that you could just connect everything to us. And we would route on net and between carriers um, and two carriers and two phone systems, et cetera. So we're pretty much plug and play as a service, no infrastructure, just sign up on our website and away you go. There's no waiting for services to spin up. Um, and then we decided, well, we saw this product on the market called Teams Boss, and then we decided that we could do a better job. Joke, um, <laughs> Michael. And you're like, still trying, but I, I applaud <laughs> you for it. <laughs> so um, we come from an end user and IT admin user perspective. So um, our product portal is designed really for the non-techie person really, or the non-specialist, I suppose, is the right uh, solution example. Um, and originally they could do basic number assignments and policy assignments in a portal rather than using PowerShell or Teams Admin Center or a mixture of both. And then we've just released uh, the automated platform uh, additions to our product, which now allows us to work with any provider. You don't have to users for voice. You can use Microsoft calling plans, Operate Connect, or your own direct routing. I still take advantage of our number management and our automated uh, MACD platform. Um, so that's really core in a nutshell. Uh, you can use this for voice and for management, or for management, or for voice, or both. It's entirely up to you. And I can show you a bit around the portal if you want now. Yeah, that'd be great. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, So this is the portal that everyone gets. Uh, as you can see, it's still kind of SPC orientated, the dashboard. Um, but we have the carrier section where you can connect up all your carrier SIP uh, trunks. Um, you can even connect your on-premises SPCs to us if you want to put us downstream to your SPC. So if you've got physical phone line connections uh, on-prem, um, you can connect core to, the, to those or you can choose from a list of carriers that we've already interconnected with and profiled and you can just click connect and enter your credentials and away you go so if you're with bt for instance just put in your bt username password etc we can register the SIP trunk if it's ip whitelisting like gamma would be 
it's just um, that's the wrong example. But if we do Connect AI, it's a better one. Um, you make a connection, we issue an IP address, send that off to Connect AI and build a trunk um, for you and for your service. And then they show up here as your connected SIP trunks or your upstream um, PSTN connections. Then we have the numbers section. So we work with your own BYOC numbers, Microsoft calling plan numbers, Operator Connect, or even your own direct routing. So obviously with the Microsoft calling plan and Operator Connect numbers, those numbers are already populated in your tenant. So we can synchronize those from your tenant and pull them into our platform and put them into ranges accordingly. And for direct routing ranges and bring your own, you can simply add your ranges here, as you can see fit. Add your tags if you want to tag your numbers. Gold, silver, bronze, custom service, sales, etc. You can do that. Um, and obviously, on a per number basis, you can assign and unassign how you see fit. And obviously, we'll show you whether it's a resource account number or whether it's a um, a user DDI type number. There are some benefits for using us uh, for voice transit rather than using uh, direct routing or calling plans operate connect. We have additional. Um, number routing options where you can choose a primary route to a particular user, what persona they're going to get. Also secondary paths, so if Teams is down, we can reroute to cell phone or whatever it may be, uh, or a backup phone system or contact center, it doesn't really matter, just whatever surface it's going to there. But we can only do that if we're carrying the traffic. We can't do that if your calling plans are using your own direct routing or operator connect. In the services section, this is where you connected downstream services. So that could be Teams, it could be Citron to Cisco, Avaya, Mito, whatever it might be on-prem, ATA. And we also allow you to register SIP phones to us as well. But you can simply go and connect um, your service up to us. Some are out of the box integrations, or you can just do a, a generic connection, which is just a generic SIP trunk, uh, and make the connection accordingly. Teams obviously is self-service, it's just sign in with your admin account, we go do the data routing as a service deployment in PowerShell in the background. Um, and then once we've connected to Teams, I've listed your users in here, and what their phone number is, if they've got a phone number, uh, what their capabilities are, uh, what their status is, whether they've got, you know, basically voice or not. We work with any Teams users, so even non-phone system users, so it's complete uh, user management really for Teams not just voice. Um, inside each one of these users, you can obviously um, assign different types of uh, configuration to them, but it will make sense when I talk um, through these uh, tabs in a minute. So we come at this from a point where I'm sure you all know that um, everything in Teams is a bit of a spaghetti junction in that there's lots of configuration. How do you define what policies, what teams groups, uh, what queues, what licenses to assign to users based on their job role. How do you standardize that through MACD processes and um, number management, etc. So we all have uh, Excel sheets, scripts, CSVs, a document that explains what we need to do if a user meets a certain criteria and all that type of stuff. And it usually requires somebody of uh, sufficient skill to go and execute all those, uh, either in a fully manual process or a semi-manual. Uh, or semi-automated process, never really completely hands-off. So we aim to try and solve that by um, giving an admin the ability to do no-code uh, automation, 
um, and giving them the space to create standards or standard experiences uh, based on user roles. So obviously we start so, with. Um, hey Mark, sorry, I don't want to. I just want to <clears throat> stop you real quick. I, before you get into like the policies, sort of on the end user side, um, I just I just want to sort of maybe circle back and just ask a question about the the call routing. Um, mm -hmm. side of things. So you mentioned that, okay, you'll have the teams, you can have your own like SVC and configuration sort of like with analog lines, et cetera, on-prem. Um, with your call routing ser service, um, you have the ability to then uh, route calls from teams to your on-prem SBC, um, you know, dial, you know, analog extensions or, you know, bells yep. or something like that. Is there yep. like a, um, configuration area that you sort of do that within call route or is that strictly all done within teams like when you dial a number go down this um i guess sbc or path kind of thing so at the moment it's route the call to us and we'll route it on so it's all ddi based so that's one caveat at the moment is that anyone who's going to route is going to be um ddi or if it's going to be extension based it's going to have the line uri with the ext on the end of it um, and we'll route it accordingly. So everything goes into the numbers section of our portal. And once we know about the number and its destination, we'll route it based on its destination. So that um, to give you an idea, if you go um, to here, for instance, let's say you had um, this range was pointing towards teams as a default, um, but actually this number here, 1000 is sitting on a contact center for instance, that's connected to us, you'll be able to route that um, to the contact center service. Um, gotcha. Uh, it'd be Cisco in here. And then yeah. when we receive calls from what, whatever platform, we'll know that that number is for that service, so then we'll route it onto that service. Gotcha. So so then you'll, whatever, whatever number that you have programmed, you specify where it's supposed to end up going. And yes. then when you, when you get the call, you say, okay, go there. Yeah, we won't. If we know about the call, it should be routed internally. We'll basically route it on that on our side. Um, we won't send it out to the carrier to come back in. Do you have the ability to specify non, like, non-proper, I guess, extensions or numbers? Fake, so think, fake numbers, you mean? <laughs> yeah. So if you have an yeah. extension, you're so like, hey, we're doing six-digit dialing from Teams. We want to go up to to call route and then go to the SBC or. Hey, we have to create a whole bunch of voicemail redirects on, like, say, anywhere three six five. We want to go from anywhere to to Teams. Yeah, future call it will. It's planned for the next um, number management update, but right now it's D DDI only. But yeah, we're planning to do full extension stuff. So, hey, I have a question, Mark. Um, yeah. How how might this work? You said it. You can integrate with any. Uh, platform and, and including Operator Connect. So how might it work with Operator Connect? Are you actually running oh, no, the same? So no, so the Operator Connect is basically, the calling plan Operator Connect and direct routing elements in here is essentially we're not using, you're not using us for call transit at that point. So we don't go to the operator and say, this customer is using call route, um, but they've got OC numbers from you. Can you redirect the calls to us while we do some funky stuff to, to their call treatment, it's not that. It's just the, for the calling plan, operator connecting, direct routing uh, numbers that you might have in your tenant, we're basically a user provisioning engine for the end user. We don't touch the voice path for that. 
So do you handle, yeah, so they still have to directly talk to their provider to get yes. some numbers? Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, and, every pro provider operates differently and have right. different sets of requirements and stuff like that. So, And so how, um, maybe talk a little bit about what permissions uh, an org would require to get this tool to run for them. Um, to users for voice, it's basically team service admin um, yeah. mission. Uh, there's a couple more just for the deployment side of things. So when we go and do the, um, the SBC domain authentication, stuff like that, we'll need like license admin and um, a few other least privileged roles, but that's only literally for deployment. As soon as the deployment's finished, it can just be Teams uh, sure. service admin. Remove the other roles you don't need at that, that point. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Thank you. Hey Mark, hey Mark, I want to ju jump in for a quick a quick question. Um, if uh, an organization has hybrid Cisco and Microsoft Teams, are you able to uh, support both uh, for, from an end user perspective, like have a, a Cisco number and endpoint and also a, a Teams uh, number and endpoint? No, there's other tools on the market for that one. Okay. Um, so we're just, uh, basically it's SBC, um simple routing scenario most of our customers will use us for a either for teams on its own or as a uh, a way to enable teams within their organization um we've not we've been asked a couple of times can you do like walking calls between cisco and teams so that both endpoints ring stuff like that we just haven't had enough volume of customers ask for that to warrant the development of that at the moment Got it. Okay. Thanks. Sorry, Michael. I think you had a question. No, uh, that was actually my question about uh, are you able to <laughs> kind of fork the call? Because uh, I did see the you know primary secondary route. I just didn't know if you could bring both yeah. routes at the same time. No. So basically, if we get the appropriate response code from Microsoft or the primary service, we'll then attempt the secondary route, but we won't simultaneously ring both at the moment. And the secondary path, are you triggering that just on like 400, 500 errors? Like, a, hey, if user not found or number not assigned, do you? Yeah, 4x, 5x, and 6x, basically. But I think to that point, um, in terms of managing, like if a customer was moving from Cisco to, to Teams, for example, then they could kind of self-manage using call route that migration, right, without having to do some complicated technical stuff in the background. I think is that that that's the intent here is that a the basic help desk admin could just switch them from Cisco to Microsoft literally using the call route interface. Yeah, so it's it's switching between hybrid platforms, but also from a from a MACD type BAU management portal. So your first line help desk um, can do fairly, you know, what would take a, somebody who knows how to use Teams from an admin side, they can pretty much do point and click without any um, any expertise. So it's really just a operations management tool on top. So, you know, I'm sure that you guys are aware as I am when, when we've done voice migrations in the past, customers service transition from project to BAU, they ask questions as to, well, what tools have you got to enable us to, to do MACDs and BAU activities? And, mm -hmm. 
will go, I know there's nothing in the project for that. Um, you stripped it out because of because of budget concerns. And then it's like, well, can you write us some scripts for us? So you scribble down a script and go, there you go, here's a one page on how to do it. And off you go, see you later. And we go on to the next next team customer. But um, that's not management. So this is a way for um, Microsoft partners doing migrations as well to leave this behind um, to customers to give them a tool that they can use to manage their voice and their team's uh, user experience without any code knowledge at all or even know how Teams operates. Just curious, Mark, because uh, I'm just staring at the UI. What does sync numbers do? Uh, sync numbers will bring in any numbers that you buy from Microsoft to operate like that peer in your tenant. And we've built the ranges in here into these little containers. That's say calling plan. I don't have any operate connect numbers in my tenant, but they'll be built up here. So, um, and then when the um, when the user sync runs runs every hour um, on my tenant, I turn it off because it's just wasted resources. It hardly ever changes. But for a customer paying tenant, they sync every hour. So every time we synchronize users, we'll collect the changes update the numbers side of things. So if numbers do change outside the portal, then we pick that up and do so. That's what happens there. Got it. I, I got to say the UI looks fantastic. It's nice and simple, easy, easy to understand. Yeah, that's one of the, the good feedbacks we've had with, with the product. It's almost too simple. Um, I mean, sometimes it, it works against us because they think, well, actually, it's not a mature product, but then when you think about all the stuff that goes behind a button, for instance, from the inside, you, you know how much work we and heavy lifting we're doing on your behalf to just present a button to do something. I can sympathize with uh, with Jamie when he gets ripped for Teams Admin Center having a delete button. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, we, we go beyond just the voice stuff, so the persona stuff, which um, I'm sure you're aware of, you can create uh, personas that match your Teams policies as well. So. Um, select all your policies that you want to sign. Um, if a number is or a user is licensed for a Microsoft phone system, whatever, select what range uh, you should pick the next number from, what tag, if there's a tag in that range you should, should select from. Um, you can also migrate people from one persona to another. So if you have like a new version that you want to roll out, you can do uh, and do that to all affected users in, in one go. Um, license groups as well so you'd be able to synchronize your licenses from your microsoft tenant and build your license groups much like uh, azure based group licensing um team groups show you where you can synchronize well you can create up to half a million teams in teams so how do you make sure that the sales team have access to the right teams uh, might not just be one one team so you can create your own team groups which synchronize all the teams and allow you to build your groups together um, so you can assign them as a member or owner to all the teams within that group. Um, same for queues as well. So salespeople might have more than one queue. doesn't matter what queue type it is, whether it's direct agent, assign, ship, uh, distribution list, or voice-enabled channels. We'll figure it out and add the user in the appropriate uh, in the appropriate method. So you can create all your, your experiences from cradle to grave, ready from license to team assignment to features to numbers so you can deliver a, a team's experience to your users based on what they need and then you can go ahead and uh, automate it all so the automation piece is pretty simple you can give it a name and then 
Azure AD has a bunch of information that you can interrogate. So you can add conditions to say, well, if a job title um, contains manager, for instance, and location country is like, good job I spelled that right, wouldn't it? Canada, for instance, then go ahead and assign however many license groups you want to assign to them. You know, you might have different hierarchies, uh, what persona to assign to a user, um, what team groups to add to them, whether they need to be a member or an owner, what queues to add them to, um, and hit save. And then uh, once the automation is built, every time we sync, if this toggle is on, we'll go ahead and look at all the users in Azure AD, and if they meet that criteria, we'll go ahead and give them those license groups, the teams assignments, the voice, uh, policies to use phone number if they've not got a phone number but they're licensed for phone system or they're licensed for a calling plan however it may be and we'll go ahead and provision all that without an admin logging into the portal and pushing buttons or writing code so that's basically the product in a nutshell like i say the uh customers can buy just the user management piece where we're not in the voice transit and users for the admin and the number management, or they can use us for calling and number management and the, the management, or just as, just for calling if they want to. So it's really See, there's a, flexible. A, a health tab. What's what's under the health tab? Is that just the syncing or? Yeah, this is basically to make sure that the tokens are still valid and the tenant's still configured. And nobody's gone away and deleted some config that we rely on. So yeah, um, and then yeah, if. Uh, somebody's deleted the service account for instance and need to be off they can go re-authenticate here without having to do a redeploy or that type of stuff so we've got some work in the background that's moving this to cert based off so it removed the uh requirement for a user account but that's the futures feature hey mark is there uh our back built into the product let's say i just want one administrator to do the team's user management versus the, the number management versus yeah. voice management? Yeah, kind of. We have a roles-based um, feature here that you can create your own scopes um, and choose what they can and can't do. We have had requests for customers to say, well, can I um, chop up my users based on location and only give an admin the ability to manage users in a specified location? So that's on the, the roadmap for probably to start next year to make it more granular than just you can manage numbers for everyone in your tenant. The other um, the other bits that are coming out this year, I could probably talk about because we're down the development path of them anyway, is um, the ability to connect to more than one team's tenant. So if you've got M&As, you can bring in more team's tenants into the same core tenant so you can share services across those. So if you use this for voice transit, BYC, for instance, you could have like a Verizon trunk coming into, into call route and share that out between all your subsidiary um, Teams tenants. Um, and also um, the ability for the provisioning API so that if you can't use the Azure AD for attributes, you'd be able to send us the uh, payload from like ServiceNow or whatever HR system you might have to go and do the provisioning using the information that it supplies uh, to us. So those are the two things that are coming towards the end of the year. 
And so, Mark, from a billing perspective, do you guys have like bill back? Like I'd be able to program in so that I can bill back to my departments kind of thing from like a reporting perspective? No, we don't have cross-department chargeback systems um, at the moment. Um, but it's all very um, like customer source development, right? So we have customers ask for it and it makes sense. Then we, we build it. Um, so we don't have that yet. No, um, I think we've had one person ask for it, uh, but um, it's quite a substantial piece of work to bring that in. Um, yeah. We do have a... We do have call recording as well in the background available, but it's just PSTN call recording. It's not compliance recording. Um, I suppose the little um, fun feature of it is it's linked to ChatGPT, so it does sense sentiment analysis for positive, neutral, and um, angry calls um, and transcription to text. It's just a bit of a skunkworks project, um, but it does that anyway. But our plan is to um, to sunset that feature in the future, probably towards the end of next year, and partner with uh, Microsoft Teams compliance um, certified provider so that we can do automated deployments for our customers into their platform so that they can have the full compliance um, feature set rather than just using us for PSTN recording. Very good. Uh Last quick question, um, given that there's a lot going on, especially on the automation side, is there a, a record or a log that customers can see the exact actions that were taken with specific users? Yes, that's imminent for the next release. Um, so that will show up in the uh, bell icon. There'll be a list in here that shows everything that's happened um, and it will show who's done it as well. So whether it was automation, or whether it was Dino, um, it will show. Um, we're also bringing out a feature that basically will snapshot users before and after change, so that if you do make a mistake, there's a rollback function. Um, but we just haven't got to that stage of the release yet. Looks good. And and Mark, is this is this all is the provisioning all basically PowerShell on the back end? Or you um, it's a mixture of we do what we can with Graph. Okay. So like the uh, the team groups, the license assignments, all that type of stuff, that's Graph. Uh, the user sync, we get the user, users from Graph API, but obviously the PowerShell is used for the team-specific assignments, like the line horizon policies um, and the key group assignments. There's no way to do it in Graph yet, not to my knowledge at least. Um, so we do what we can with the Graph API and everything else. We have um, PowerShell workers in the background that do the PowerShell heavy lifting. Nice. All right. Um, just closing it out, Mark, if uh, someone's interested in this solution, is there, uh, can they just go to the website and uh, free trial or uh, actually let's just talk about how, yeah. how, the, how, the, how is the product priced? Is it priced per user under management or is there sort of like a, an enterprise model? Um, so it's not a straightforward answer. I wish it was, but I can make it as simple as possible. If you're using us for voice transit uh, for Teams, then it's per user per month for voice activated users. 
So if you've got 100 users um, using us for voice, then you get the um, you pay us 100 times per user per month. Um, and what you get with that is basically manual persona assigned the number management for BYOC and for our own um, PSTN. And then we have, if you connect it to um, like Cisco or anything that, or contact center, that's zip trunk, so it's channel-based for those connections. Um, but for the automation, like the user account management bit, where we're doing the number sync for Operate Connect and uh, direct routing, and we'll be allowing you to make your license groups and team groups and automation, that's basically fixed price per year. So that's based on your overall um, user size as an organization. So there's different price breaks. It's, we spoke about it at length of how we should price it. Um, microtransactions is a lot of work for us and you know it's very hard to model for a, a customer. And it's not really a per user per month thing because generally when somebody starts or moves, it's a one time a year or less or more tasks. So you can't really charge a monthly fee for that. So it's literally, it's like if your organization is between these thresholds, it's a, this amount per year. It uh, still sounds simpler than uh, Microsoft licensing, licensing, so that's good. <laughs> I think astrophysics is cheaper than Microsoft, uh, cheaper, it's simpler than uh, Microsoft licensing. Oh, it looks great, Mark. Uh, maybe we'll leave it at that. And uh, callroute.com, I think that's uh, the place to go if you're interested in this solution. Look, looks great. Uh, pretty uh, pretty in-depth solution and broad coverage, teams provisioning, all the number management, the voice voice features. So looks great. I want to thank you again for coming on, Mark. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll follow up a, a blog post and uh, we'll see you, see you at the next MVP. Uh, or next uh, conference on the road. Uh, yeah, so probably see you at Comsway next. It's probably the next time I see you if you're going down there. So, in April, Great. I think it is unofficial. And uh, thanks again for wearing a red jersey. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.